Blog Talk Radio. You know I like my chicken fried, cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and a radio up, a lot to see the sunrise, see the love in my woman's eyes, feel the touch of a precious child, know a mother's love. Well, I was raised up beneath the shade of a Georgia pine. And that's home, you know, where sweet tea began pine, homemade wine. Where the peaches grow. And my house, it's not much to talk about. But it's filled with love that's grown in southern ground. And a little bit of chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And a radio Good evening, everybody. This is Angel, and we are doing What's Brewing tonight, coming live to you live from the Proper 12 Whiskey Studio on the What's Brewing in Sports Radio Network, powered by the powerful Walk Talk Radio. I am your host, Angel Veras, in the A-hole chair. George will be coming in from the B chair in a few. Um, we thank everybody for listening tonight, and we have ourselves a extremely NFL-heavy uh, lineup for tonight. Um, wow, where, where to start, really? Um, being in the Northeast, you know, being in northeast New Jersey, well, central New Jersey, I guess now, you know, in the heart of giant country, oof, what can you say about this year? What can you say about this past weekend? Uh, I definitely have a lot of takes on that, and I want to kind of hold off on a lot of that stuff until George gets on, because I know he definitely has an opinion on what went down, not only with the Giants this season, but, you know, what happened on Sunday with the Eagles and I'm sure it'll be very, very interesting to see where our takes lie. Because, honestly, I'm not totally upset by it. And I'll explain a little bit more when George gets on. But uh, let's go through the world of sports tonight. Let's see what's going on <clears throat> you know, before George gets on. We'll start in the NBA, where the Knicks, you know, they actually won another game. Um you know, I, I love the Knicks, and I've been a Knicks fan for a long time. Um, after the 90s there, you know, it's been rough. It's been a rough couple of years here. And I'm not saying playoffs. I'm not saying championship for sure. You know, but Coach Tibbs, you definitely have to give, uh, you know, credit where credit's due. Uh, Tibbs was definitely a good hire. Um me personally, um, 
I was kind of beating the Kenny Atkinson uh, drum there for a little bit. Uh, but I definitely had no problems with Coach Tibbs coming in. Uh, but you see, it's a young team. Uh, they're being held accountable. Uh, Quigley is you know, looking pretty good in his short amount of minutes that he's playing. Uh, Barrett looks like he's taking a step up, um, you know, definitely from last year. I believe it averages somewhere around 18 points a game. And listen, it, it's, I don't expect this team to finish over 500, but let's enjoy it while it lasts. You know, five and three and beating quality opponents. Uh, tonight it was Utah going down. Um, you know, I, listen, temper expectations, but, um, you know, good things are hopefully on the horizon. And listen, you don't have to be like the Nets and buy yourself a team. You know, while Kyrie Irvin and Kevin Durant are nice, you know, they're definitely top, you know, 10 players in the league, you need a team. And let's see what we got here. You know, let's grow it out. Let's see what happens. And uh, Thibodeau is doing a good job. And definitely nice to see positive things come out coming out of Madison Square Garden. Uh, and might I say, it's really weird to see how they have this, the arena set up. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, it's going to take a little getting used to. But uh, Knicks over Utah, 112-100 today. Um, Julius Randle, you know, he's a stat stuffer, and he continues to stuff it with 30, I believe he has 30 points tonight. Yep, 30 and 16 rebounds, 7 assists. So a strong game by him, but, you know, 10 out of 26 for shooting for tonight, but uh, once again, they're growing. Uh, Suns over the Raptors, 114-103. That's five minutes ago in fourth. Uh, Sacramento over Chicago at the half, 62-59. Clippers over the Warriors, 52-48. See how my boy Steph is doing out there. Oof. Two points at, at, for one of six shooting. All right, still early. You know, still got a whole half. See where I leave off here. Bucks destroyed the Pistons, 130-115. Thunder over the Pelicans, 111-110. 107-105, Celtics over Heat. Hornets beat uh, the Hawks, 102-94. 141, 136, the 676ers over the Wizard. I think Bradley, you know, Beal went off in this game for 60 points. You know, 20 to 35 shooting, 7 out of 10 threes. Magic over Cleveland, 105, 94, and 114. 107, the Indiana Pacers over the Houston Rockets. Okay, hold on here. Hey, George. Yeah, there ain't none better than dead air. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. 
Why you say dead air? Can you hear me? Don't scare me with it. Yeah, I can hear you. Find your there was dead air before you picked up. Yeah, yeah, there was a little bit there. I was trying to uh to get the music going. Oh. I told you I'd be here. It's been a while. Yes, it has. The holidays tend to do that though. Yeah, it was it was definitely a good holiday for me uh, this uh, this holiday season. So, you know, family was good. You know, my mom got better. Uh, you know, and we got a chance to see everybody. Well, mostly everybody. So it was oh, definitely yeah. good to to happen. Uh, my daughter's birthday was New Year's Eve, so you know, it was just you know, really good vibes going into this year. You know, the funny thing is, like, we were going to do a show last week. Right. And full disclosure, my wife and I started watching Designated Survivor. What a great show that is. Last, last Monday. So I was pretty much dead to the world all last week. I didn't want to hit pause. I didn't want to stop it. Like, I was up till 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning some days. Watching it like New Year's Eve, we stayed up till six o'clock in the morning, not watching the hunt, not watching the honeymooners, but watching Jack, Tom Kirkman Bauer. Now, okay, Big so, guy. so I do gotta say, so there's a couple things that we're binge watching in the house right now. Um, Twenty four. Okay. We went back. We went back to season one, and we are currently okay, so on I season five now. On that. All right, so I just started it. I watched, like, episode one of season one. But I was, like, I was dead to the world. And now, like, the reason why the shows were at 8 o'clock and not 11 o'clock like it is now is I, unfortunately, have had some health issues. Not COVID, but I've had some health issues this year. I wouldn't even call them health injuries. I would just say they're injuries. And, um... Well, that's what yeah. happens when you have a sex change. Oh. Well, you know. Um, but, like, legitimately, like, so now that I'm back, like, I won't binge watch anything but, like, The Office because I've seen them all a thousand times. I don't have to, like, pay attention to them. You know, so my binge watching is probably over <laughs> until June when I'm on vacation. No, I am, um, you know what show I'm actually binge-watching binge watching right now? It's NYPD Blue. Great show. I, I, so- I, I watched that when it was on. Like, I'm usually late to the party, which is funny because, like, I love television. I like good television. But I'm always late to the party on shit. But like, I'm luckily in No, there I is something so wrong no, 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 no. That's actually the best way to be. And let me explain to you why. Because you get to watch everything in one shot. You know, going back to yes. the day of 24, oh. where, where it, it was every week. I mean, every week was I was yeah. left on that cliffhanger on Monday where it just killed me. What's going to happen next? What's yeah. going to happen next? Well, see, like, I agree, in, I, I agree with, like, dra- like with dramas, like, 24. Like, yeah, it's great to be late to the party on that. I wasn't late to the party. 
but it wasn't like I, I it wasn't appointment viewing for me. Like I was probably two and a half seasons late on Sons of Anarchy. And thank God for, like, that was, like, when Netflix first started streaming everything. Thank God for that, because I caught up on that, like, super quick. I, I caught up on that probably in a couple weeks, and I was like, all right, I'm good. You know, and I just DVR'd, like, the upcoming shows, so I was like, all right, good. I, I'm, like, I'm caught up. But, like, yeah, I can see that with dramas. But, like, comedies, I hate being late to comedies. Like The Office. I didn't start watching The Office until like a year ago. Yeah, same here. Because I, and I, to me, I was like, this is so stupid. And then, like, I started watching it, and, you know, now that I work in sort of corporate America, it makes so much more sense to me. It's like, I, I thought Anchorman was dumb until I started doing these shows and shit. And actually, like, went for interviews and stuff and saw what that was. I'm like, oh, Anchorman's really funny, because now I get it. <laughs> See, I think that's what got me with The Office, because I, I did work in a corporate setting for 17 years. And yeah. it really was a lot like that. You know, that's where she said, you know, that's what she said. That's been around for a oh long time. Like, I, so, you know, I was, like, laughing. I'm like... We used to do that show when I was playing like baseball, and like I was like ten or eleven or twelve, and I had no idea what we were saying it for, but it just sounded funny. Now to the point, I have a shirt that has in quotation marks that, or have that, and then in quotation marks, it's accredited to she. People look at that shirt and go, "What the fuck does that mean?" That's what she said. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's clever, man. So when I opened the show, I said that it was a very heavy NFL uh, show for tonight. Yeah, and here we are talking Uh, about The Office and Dead Dead Survivor in 24. (laughs) What else is But seriously, those are great shows. (laughs) Those are absolutely awesome shows. I tell you, Designated Survivor to me could have gone on if they wanted to. They could have had that show go on. As long as 24 did. Like, that could have yeah. legitimately went another, at least another four years. Because he's How far so good in that show. Oh, I finished the whole fucking, I, I did all three seasons. The third season is such a dip, man. I mean, what is it, only like six or seven episodes? It's ten episodes, but they're Netflix, so it's longer. I think they're like almost an hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half an episode. That's a show that should have been on Netflix from the beginning. Like, that's one of those shows that, like, did not belong on broadcast television. It should have been on... Hell, I I tell you, I put that up against Game of Thrones, and I tell you, that show's better. Or anything that, like, HBO's put on. Like, that's a show that should have been on, like, HBO. Because, like, it would have... Like, as long as... He for Sutherland wanted it for 10 years, he said. I think I've only watched one episode of Game of Thrones. Like a season finale. And I was like, man, honey, we got like two years before this shit comes out again. Let's binge watch it so we can watch the whole... Nah, didn't even fucking think about it. 
Wow. We got turned on to like rewatching How I Met Your Mother or something. Another great show, by the way. All right. You know, I, I did, I did uh, binge watch on Saturday into Sunday Cobra Kai, the new season. See, I got to start with from the beginning on that. And that's what I was going to do Tuesday. I was going to watch that because it's a half an hour. Get in, get out. I'd be done with it probably like Wednesday. And I would have done the show. And then I, like my wife's like, hey, what was that show you were watching with my dad yesterday? And I'm like, uh, Designated Survivor. And she started it from season one. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Not realizing yeah, how to- every fucking episode was. I'm going to have to rewatch it. I loved it. I- I'll watch it again. You know what I think I learned from Cobra Kai? Daniel uh, LaRusso? Like. He is oh, a bad Daniel guy. Russo was the fucking bully. He was. I firmly believe that. I think Barney Simpson had it right. Yep. Like, I feel bad for My Joey. wife said that to me the other day, and I, we were in tears of you know, I seriously had tears in my eyes while watching what happened to Joey because of that bully. Yep. That punk, that punk from Newark. Yep. All right, moving on. <laughs> we could do this for a whole fucking show. Never a big friend guy. I love it. watch it. Jennifer has, I, I, I love it. I, like, I can watch that. It's like one of the things like I could watch Friends, but if like you told me like, oh, sit here and watch every episode, it's not. Seinfeld I can do. Yeah, I watched all of them Seriously? when they came out. I'm not able to yeah. uh, go back on it. Yeah, yeah that was something right. when it was out, I watched every episode. All right, and that's TV talk. So New York Giant football. Are we going to really start with this? I mean, you guys in this tearing in your beard shit. Well, <clears throat> no, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to what they did. Hold on. I, you know, I, I'm going to probably shock you right here. I don't care what the Eagles did. You know, the, the Giants, listen, first off, you're 6 and 10. You know, yeah. if you would have taken care of business, if Evan Ingram would have held on to that catch against the Eagles, they yeah, would be division champs. You're seven and yeah, nine, no, look, and you're in the playoffs. Yo, you I didn't take care of your like business. Arians, Chris Arians said this week, like, you know, like, they're not playing a seven and nine team. They're playing a four and one team because that was what they were under Alex Smith. Okay. Right. I, I look at the New York Giants. It's the same way I look like I look at the Washington football team. <coughs> right? And, and, and I say this. Here's teams ahead. A lot of turnover, coaching staff-wise. You know, Daniel Jones is a first-year quarterback, really. Um, you know, Jason Garrett hasn't called a fucking play in, I don't know, five years. He hasn't been an OC in ten. You know, so, like, there's a lot of growing there that had to be done. I look at the first five weeks of the Giants season this year, and I go, man, they had a shitty preseason. God damn, they had a shitty preseason. You know, the 0 and 5 probably could have been 2 and 3 out of that. Should have probably been 3 and 2. Definitely should have been 2 and 3. You know, and then we're not even having this conversation. But the way I look at the Giants is 
is you take out the first five games of the year when they went 0-5. All right? They were 6-5 and five mm-hmm. down the stretch. They were 1-1 one one without Jones. Really, they were 1-2 and two without Jones because that one game Jones came back in, you know, they took too long to put Colt McCoy back in the game. He never should have Jones that game. wasn't even. Jones should have never played that game against Arizona. And Arizona was hurt, you know, and, 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 and they were hurt, and Kyler Murray was hurt. And, um, but I go back to I, I go to this, and I said this to, to you and the coach um, in our group chat. There's no reason why the Giants and Redskins games should not have been at the same time. Now, granted, did the NFL know that, you know, Doug Peterson was going to pull the bullshit he pulled? No. But to me, the game that should have been flexed was Arizona and Los Angeles. Yeah. And I know, you know, you had two banged-up quarterbacks when you made the decision, you know, and who wants Tyler Murray and the kid who won the Grey Cup. But – you know, you got two coaches there that can make women swoop. You know, that was a that Arizona um, Los Angeles game. I don't know why I want to keep saying Seattle. The Arizona Los Angeles game was a pretty good fucking game. I definitely agree. And listen, like I was, I don't know if I said it to you and Coach or I said it on my other group chat. You know when uh, what happened? You know when they pulled them, when they pulled Jalen Hurts. But let's be honest, Jalen Hurts at the time he got pulled was seven for twenty six or seven for twenty for seventy yards, and he ran for yes. thirty yards, including two six yard touchdowns. So it's not like he was setting the world on fire. He was having a bad game. Here. Okay, and then I also read, you know, previously, you know, they told Sudfeld that he's probably going to get in the game. This was before the game started. So if the plan was to to bring him in anyway, you know, you shouldn't have feelings on that. You know, yeah, it sucks because it happened to your team. You know, I get that. But, you know, if this is the way they had it planned out from the beginning – why is everybody all in the bunker okay. about this? Now, I know Miles Sanders did say that he was, un- you know, he's caught unaware, and he thought Hurts should have stayed in the game. And according to multiple reports, you know, there was many veteran players that said, "Hey, why are you taking him out of the game?" Because once again, if, if this is going to be your new franchise quarterback, don't you need to know what this kid can do when the game's on the line? Um. Again, I don't think Jalen Hurts is their franchise quarterback. I think it was a nice little, you know, Carson Carson Wentz definitely needed to sit. Like, I'll never not say that. Like, he was the drizzling shit. Yeah. Right? So he was the drizzling shit all year. But that team, there's not real much talent around him. Outside of Boston Scott and Miles Sanders, Zach Hurts when he's healthy, and you know, Goddard. really, yeah, yeah, that's right. really he's about it. Because that, 
he's good because Hurts is in. You know, that that's like having that's like Cameron Bray. Cameron Bray looks really good because Gronk and OJ Howard are on the Right? So like that but to me like my problem with the whole thing was was Bro the NFC East for as bad as it was this year that is a very prideful division. You know, with with the four teams. There are yeah. four teams that since nineteen sixty have fucking hated each other. Absolutely hate each other. And that's just when the Cowboys ended the season. The Giants in Washington, the Giants and the Eagles, the Eagles, you know, the Eagles in Washington, they all fucking hate each other. Their fans hate each other. Guess what? You gotta fucking play the game to win the game. Oh, I totally agree with you. Now, and, I got a question for in you. A league, in a league where the contracts are any even worth the paper that they're written on, you got players who may not be there next year who are playing for their jobs. Don't you owe it to the 53 guys that suited up? They didn't have a COVID outbreak in Philly this year, right? Like, they didn't have, like, the Baltimore or the Tennessee or the Cleveland outbreak, right? They didn't have that. So these guys, since the end of July, have been damn near separated from their families. They didn't have a bye week to speak of. You know, because that ended up being the COVID protocol fucking year. They had to go in for testing every fucking day, so there was never a bye week. Right? Don't you owe that to those... I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Those soldiers that put their faith in you as a head football coach like, if I played on a team where a coach gave up, I'd be like, fuck him. And, and, and every one of them players should have went up to Jeffrey Laurie after the game and go, fuck him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally because agree. Because you know what? Uh, We're the ones out here busting our dick, playing in fucking 16 car wrecks a season. You know, hey, you can cut, they can cut anybody tomorrow. That guy may never get a chance to play in the National Football League again. It's not a right to play in the league. It's a privilege. And don't you, and, and, and there's only 32 head coaching jobs. Doug Peterson, to be honest with you, if they don't fire him this year, he's the first coach to get fired next year, in my opinion. He definitely lost a lot of credibility. Now, my question to you is... He never had any credibility to begin with. He lost the fucking locker room now. And once you lose the locker room, you don't get it back. No, you can definitely say that. Especially, you know, if it wasn't fractured before, it's definitely fractured now. Because, once again, how can you... And here's here's my question to you. Do you think... 
the game was thrown at that point, was that more to slap the face of the Giants? Or was that more just to secure the number three pick? Oh, they secured the pick. You know. It was more for the pick. I I agree with you. You know, like, the way I look at it is, you kind of own the Giants the last, you know, since Doug Peterson got there. You know, the Giants beat you this year, finally. Giants probably they should have beat you twice. You know, Giants-Eagle games are never really blowouts. They're always close. They may become blowouts at the end. But, like, I don't know why you'd want to take a dump on the Giants. See, I don't think they dumped on the Giants, though. I think it was more for that pick. No, look... I, and, and and I know you now, know, you've talked about a couple times already. Like I hate the the adage, or I hate the outlook of, hey, let's play for the better draft pick. You know, I hate that, and I wonder if that's what happened here. Like I, I think that more so took effect over let's fuck the Giants because you're playing the division opponent. How do you not hate the Redskins as well? I'm mean, sorry, the football team as well. I know it's probably you know more hatred because of our proximity, but you just said, said like we've been rivals since 1960. You know we've all been together. You should have like I have the same hatred for Dallas as I do Philly, and for Philly as I do Washington. All three of those teams can go fuck themselves, in my opinion, because as a fan. These are my rivals, and this is why I've always said you cannot, uh, unless it's extenuating circumstances, you cannot ever root for a rival in the playoffs. So, like, and I look thing. at it this way. I, I, I think it's real easy to hate Dallas, but that's because of their fans. Yes. You know, it's the same reason why it's really easy to hate on Notre Dame. It's because of their fans, you know. Eagle fans are something special. You know, like, as a Patriot, now that I mind you, I'm speaking as a Patriot fan. I, I give zero fucks about the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills. I give zero fucks about them. Because for 25 years, they've been fucking doormats. Like, am I going to grow a hatred tomorrow for the Buffalo Bills? No. Am I going to grow a hatred? The only time I ever hated the Jets was the Rex Ryan years because Rex Ryan brought up the brought up the worst in that fan base. Yeah. Right. The Dolphins. I could care. Fuck. Fuck. I could care less about the Dolphins. You know, in the times of being a Patriot fan, the teams I hate are the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Indianapolis Colts. Because why? Those teams have been on the road to going to the Super Bowl. And in Denver Broncos, because fucking Payton went there too, and John Elway's a piece of shit. But, like, so, like, those are the teams that, like, I look at the Patriots as a measuring stick. That's the difference with the, with the NFC East. Is 
every year that te- that division's not dominated by one team. Even in nineties when the Cowboys are great, Giants had good seasons. I mean, you really think about it. From ninety to what, ninety three? And in ninety five? The damn Super Bowl champion came out of the NFC East. Three yep. of the five teams won the Super Bowl. All of those teams were good. You know, like, so, yeah, I could see yep. where you come from as a Giants fan because legitimately those those are – it's got to be like being a Steelers fan in the AFC North. But you hate the say. other three fucking teams. I was just gonna say the other, the only other honest division that hates each, every team equally, I would say, is the AFC North. I can honestly yeah. say that. Like the AFC East, everybody else. Like you realize, seventy-five percent of AFC East fans hate the New England Patriots. Yeah. Like you realize, like, and you're taking. You know, except for, like, when, like, teams are really bad. You know, like, New England took everybody's best chance. Like, yeah, they may have been the drizzling shit outside of it, but when they played the Jets, when they played the Bills, when they, it wasn't like they were 6-0 and against the fucking division. They usually lost one game to Miami, and it was usually down there. But, no, I, my thing is, is, if you're Doug Peterson... You have to, you just have to think like, you know, you got to play the Giants twice next year. Could you imagine if he pulled that shit on the Cowboys? What the fucking media would be like right now? Holy shit, there'd be yeah. congressional hearings about it. <clears throat> I mean, like, I work with Eagle fans, and they're pissed off at Doug Peterson. You know, I don't like, think any... Philadelphia is one of know, those towns where the most popular player on the team is the backup quarterback. It just is. And, Nate Sudfield, you know, baby. Like, and I, I don't even fuck Nate Sudfield. He's fucking... But, like, <laughs> I, to me, my, like, getting back to my original thing, my biggest beef with Doug Peterson, stupid ass, is, oh, he played to win the game. And why is Carson Wentz in sweatpants? Why isn't he fucking dressed? Why is your whole fucking team sitting out this game? If you're playing to win the you know, game, why aren't why aren't guys dressed? You know, can you imagine what good would come of putting Wentz into the game at that point and having him lead the team back and have them win and have him get that feeling going into the off season? Have him get yeah. some type of confidence back. Who I mean, cares about Nate you know, like Fucking, you know, it's like Doug Peterson. Does Doug Peterson forget Nate Sudfeld? has been on that team for four years. You've seen the guy. He's played in football games. Not just preseason games. He's started, you know, regular season finale. Now, if you were yeah. going to go that route, start fucking. If you really wanted to do that, start Sudfeld. Start him. Don't start Jalen Hurts. 
start yet. Don't put him in the fourth quarter. That's bullshit. Well, once again, you know, it's... Okay, so if you're going to go with Jalen Hurts for next year, right? Let's just... I know we, we both have different opinions about, about him. But if you had any sucks, thought... That's just me. I If you had any thought that this guy is going to be your number one next year, then you leave him in the fourth quarter. Why? Even though he's having a bad game? Because you want to see, can you do it? Right? Well, my, and, my and, thing is, and here's the other thing. Um, you actually now make the defense actually worry about him running. running. Like, yep. They completely, you know, it's not like, oh, you put in this guy, whatever, and it's like you put in, I don't know, fuck, you know, you put in, um, who was it? You know, I think Gary like Ward threw for more yards in that game than Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, probably. It, it, you know, yeah, I think he, like, he had like one pass for like 30 yards. Yeah, you know what? It, 15, it's not like it when um, Rutgers is playing Michigan, right? And Michigan in the second half goes from a dual threat quarterback to a straight up pocket pass, right? Completely put Rutgers on its ear because they didn't prepare for this kid. They ain't seen this kid, nobody knew about this kid. Yeah, you know, lo and behold, he goes to Penn State and gets his ass in. But, you know, like, that's a different story. You're going from a dual direct quarterback to a guy who sucks. The whole league knows he sucks, and all you got to do now is, all right, let's spin our ears back and go get him. And that front you know, four can go get him. Yeah. That that D line can go get you. Now, mind you, what Philly did was ridiculous. But I still say that that game, that those those the a- NFC East games should have been at one o'clock. Yeah, they should never have been. Against, they should have never been that far apart. I mean, God Christ, Doug Peterson had his fucking inactives out at 10 o'clock in the morning. And you knew the fix, you knew the fix was on. To me, I, you can say whatever you want, that's a fix. Right? Because you undermine the integrity of the game. The fact that Alan Chris knew and your fucking whole coaching staff did not know that you were going to play Nate Sudfeld, come the fuck on. Well, no, like I did read that they did tell him, and actually Jason Kelsey just came out with it, saying that on Saturday they were informed that they were going to go to him in the fourth quarter. So that's they Jason were informed. Yeah, but that's not what Jason Kelsey said. Right. Is he covering? That, that's is he big. covering? Yeah. But that's I know that there big. was... I did read that big. night. That night I did read, because remember, we are going back and forth. You know, I did actually read that Sudfeld was advised that he was going to get into the game on Saturday. Sudfeld was. 
Sudfeld was the only yeah. fucking person there that was. Not Jalen Hurts, not the line coach, no, not the line, not the not the offensive coaches. Jim Schwartz definitely wasn't because Jim Schwartz is the fucking guy who was going, "What the fuck?" And that guy, you know, coach for Detroit, <laughs> he knows how to lose. And, and you really think about it, you owe that to that defense. That defense. Played their asses off, dude. I, what Fletcher Cox was out? Like, I want to say seven of the eleven guys of the starters were out, and they played their ass off. And the off. defense played their ass off. You owe it yep. to those guys. You know, which is what you really have to admire. What Joe Judge said the next day. You know, when he threw the shade at Philly, saying that there's no way in this program that he's going to put his players at any position, you know, of not strength, that he will play 60 minutes to win. He'll never play a half a half. No, he'll game. play. Look, that's Coach B. You know what? I give him credit for saying that. But you know what? There's some games where, you know, the Braves are just beating the boys. Some weeks, you're going to get dog fucking walks. But you know what? Don't give up. And, that, and, that, and that's what he should have said. Hey, look, not every game are we going to be competitive in. Sometimes there's just more talent on the other side of the football. Right? Next year, I, I forget who they play next year, who their common opponents are. Um, you'd have to look that up for me. But I, I got to know who their common opponents are next year. They played the NFC North a couple this year. They played the AFC East. They may play the AFC South next year and the NFC South. No, they, they might. Right? I think that's how they are. Maybe that's the NFC. That, no, that's the AFC. You know what it may be? I think it may be that. Right? All right. So but, like, next year, you're going to play Tampa again. You're going to play Carolina. That's a good it's going to become a good program. You're going to play Tennessee. You're going to play Houston. That's going to become a good program once, you know, they figure everything out. Nick Casario puts a good team together and they make a good head coaching hire and it's not Billy O'Stooge. You know, and you're going to play whoever the fucking, you know, the 17th game from your division or right. your conference or whatever the fuck it is. So this is who they have. They're at Chicago. Yeah. At Kansas City, at Chargers, at Saints, Atlanta at home, Carolina at home, Denver at home, Vegas at home, Rams at home, at Buck, and then your your East opponent. I'm gonna tell you, I hope that Bucks game is the first Sunday in December. Because I'm going to be in Disney World, and I'm going to take my wife to see the Giants play the Bucks in Tampa. Why can't you take me? We can do a road show, you because know. Because it's our, it's, our it's our fifth anniversary, and I don't think she'd be okay with that. Well, she's going to need to learn how to share. 
Yeah, that's a tough schedule for you. It's a tough schedule year. next year. So basically, you know, they got what, the West, both West? Or are they the West and the South? Holy shit. There's, some, there's a lot of dog walkings there right now. You know, God only knows what's going to happen with the Saints, you know, whatever. But like. Well, you, you, you figure they, the reports are that Breeze already has a contract with NBC. So it looks like this is going to be his last year, and he's going straight into coaching. I mean, uh, straight into uh, the booth. Uh, so you figure next year it will be Taysom Hill or whoever they get at, start, at quarterback for the Saints. Yeah, but, but that's still a, a, a great defense. You're going to have but let's not forget, a good you're offense. Have a lot of, yeah, but you're also going to have a lot of quarterbacks available this year, right, yeah. that are decent. Like Matty Stafford's probably going to become available you know, Jimmy G's going to become available. Yeah, you're going to have starting quarterbacks that maybe. become available. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, the Saints are one of them teams that are okay with kicking the can down the road. You know, they'll worry about the salary cap when they can't possibly move it anymore. I think they're at minus $90 million for next year right now. Yeah, and if Breeze comes off, they're down a little bit more. Yeah. Because what? Um, they're at like 90. Philly's at like minus 60. And that's Carson Those Wentz. Are two and then th- I found out that Carson Wentz can pay back part of the signing bonus, and that'll make it less that they have in a cap in That's according to Field. So why would he do that? Yeah, why would he give it back? If he wants to get the fuck out of there, he'll do it. Still too much money comes to me if I'm a quarterback. Still too much money for me. Yeah, you know, for me to put on, leave on the table. With the salary cap being lower oh. next year, why, why would I give up that financial security? Oh, here's how much the thing is guaranteed. Too. But see, uh, but here's the thing: like the NFL could do. Yeah, we're saying 170. Right, could be in and whatever. They'll probably just cut a deal like the NHL did. They'll leave the cap flat for a couple of years. You know, they got another TV deal coming up soon. That'll take care of it. You know, they'll get people back in the stands, and instead of like it raising ten million, it may raise five. You know, like the next couple of years. So they'll figure out something to do. You know, this ain't the fucking cliffhanger game on goddamn Price of Right where you're like, you know, you know, and you're coming up to the cliff. They'll figure out how to keep the the, the, the cap flat. You know, so they'll just keep the cap flat for a year instead of it going up, you know, 10 million or 20 million or whatever the fuck it's going to go up. It'll go up half that year. It'll go half the next year. All right, we recovered everything. Okay, cool. Then it'll go back to normal. That's what they'll do. It's a shell game. Um, but, yeah, like, because they're, you got to think about it. These owners are never going to sign off on a cap going down 100, going down 50 million bucks. And then I'm going, oh shit, we got to cut, you know, fucking. 
20 guys. Yeah, and imagine. That shit ain't happening. So, so let's say Wentz had a good year this year. Let's just say he had a good year. Now you're going to put, you know, your past Super Bowl champion, recent Super Bowl champion, in a, in a spot where they might have to cut their starting quarterback? Well, hey, look, let's know, look at it this way. Did Jalen Hurts do enough to where Philly could turn that, turn him for a second-round pick? In my eyes, no. No, but, no. Is, some, but is some idiot going to do it? Yeah. I mean, Howie, Howie Grossman is a genius when it comes to making deals like that. You know, will somebody take a chance on Lynch or Hurts? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if you're saying yeah, we, can actually, we, we can actually play a game if you right. want. Yeah, I pulled up uh, the teams here, and let's play a game. If, I'm going to give you a team, and you tell me if you're A, satisfied with your quarterback situation, or B, you're not, and who do you want to be your number one quarterback go, you know, starting next year? You ready to play? Okay. Yeah, sure. Arizona. Maybe. Really? I would definitely get I would definitely get a bona fide veteran backup. Okay. And not the guy who won the Great okay. Cup. Like I okay. I would get a mediocre Mitch. Ooh. You know that same style quarterback Teddy, too. Um famous Jameis. Somebody like that. Somebody that's gonna become cheap, but at least it's a security blanket. Fitzmagic? No. All right. Team number two, Baltimore. Um, get rid of RG3. Yeah. Get rid of RG3 and make Trace McSorley the backup. Yeah, I'm good there. Atlanta. I would definitely draft for the future. Okay, and keep uh, keep Matt Ryan keep for at least a year or two. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With that. That's started. fine. And Matt Schaub, I think, retired. So yeah, that you have a nice yeah, spot like for a backup. Place, like, that's a perfect place to draft an Aaron Rodgers type. Get a guy, teach him, have him learn. Trey Lance, you know, and then that's the best spot for him. Yeah, could be. Give him a year or two, you know, to learn the pro game. That would have been the perfect place. For, that would have been the perfect place for Jordan Love. Oh, big time. Well, he's in a good spot now. He doesn't have to play. And the way Rogers playing, you have to have. To yeah, play oh yeah, he, he's definitely the fucking. He's definitely the quarterback for Blue Mountain State. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so he's a. Yeah. Uh, He's fine. Uh, Buffalo. Yes. Yeah, they're fine. Carolina. 
sold on Teddy Two Gloves. I like, P- I love PJ. Um, I'd almost start to look at PJ as my starting quarterback next year. You think next year? I would. Teddy Two Gloves sucks. That team looked like a professional football team under um, PJ Walker. All right, well, you can either go with CJ or you can have, you know, Teddy and then vice versa goes on as a backup. And if you have Teddy Bridgewater as your backup, you're fine as well. Uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. What Again, do you I would definitely get, I, Cincinnati is another one teams where I would, you know, like that's a perfect place for like a guy like Colt McCoy. Yeah. Somebody who is okay with not playing – and can help Joe Burrow, like, I hate to say it, but, like, it'd be the perfect place to have Kurt Warner. All right, next. Chicago. Oh. oh. Um, <laughs> they're, not I, I they're not drafting high enough for I, a quarterback. I think the problem there is fucking Matt Nagy. I don't think it's MVP Mitch. I, I look at them at the end. Oh, depending on who's calling the plays. When it's fucking Matt Nagy, it's mediocre, Mitch. When it's anybody else, it's MVP, Mitch. Um, yeah, hey, look, they ran the football. They look better. They got a big fucking contract with Allen Robinson they're going to have to sign. But they're so moving on, and he that... became available. Good place for Jimmy Garoppolo. Illinois kid comes home. You don't think Jimmy would be too accepted? No, because he's getting cut from a $26 million deal. Just remember what what is expected in terms of pay for an average starting quarterback. You you might get cut from $26 million, but you you have to still pay the guy, and you still have to pay Robinson. You still got to pay him $20, $22. I mean, you really think about it. Like, Derek Carr is $22 million. Honestly, in my opinion, that's that's the average rate. That's the going rate for an average NFL quarterback. All right, so you like Jimmy G here. I could like Jimmy G. Cleveland. They're Cleveland, fine. are you sold on Baker? I am. I've been sold on Baker since he was at Texas Tech. He's a winner, dude. He's a leader. Their problem is Odell Beckham. What's the record with and what's the record hurt. without? It's better without. And, and the good thing exactly. is that Kevin Stefanski uh, runs the football. That team has forces. Well, what a shock. You run the football, you're a better football team. Holy shit, novel concept. NFC East here. Next. What are we doing with Dallas? I'm drafting. I'm drafting and I'm letting Dak leave. This is one of those teams where I'm going to tell you right now. It's a team, if they have a capable quarterback, they are talented right now to win right now. 
I know defensively they had their faults, but you put a proper quarterback in there. You saw what Andy Dalton has done. Maybe Andy um, Dalton's guy there. You know, Andy Dalton is basically who you just described when we talk about a, a backup that will accept that type of role yeah. in terms of a previous team. I don't think he's a starter anymore. You know, you talk about mediocre Mitch. Well, okay. I I, I do agree with you. I think Andy Dalton's better than mediocre Mitch, but I don't know. I think I think Dak has proved to Jerry that the team runs the way he you know through him. As mediocre as he can be, you know when he got hurt, he was on pace for five thousand yards. Yeah, but those are a lot. That was like a lot of um, chasing games. I get it. Yeah, there was a lot of. Yeah, no, I no, I'm not sold on Dak. Look, if they were dominant with them, I'd be okay with it. But they they weren't. You know, like, they finally won a playoff game under them. That's great. They played a shitty team. I'm so sick of this Dak Prescott shit. All right, so who's your ideal person? If you're going to cut Dak, who's your ideal person to be a Dallas Cowboy? I go in. I say Andy Dalton and you draft somebody. You're drafted high enough. You can get one of these quarterbacks in this draft. Because they're at 10 right now, right? I think that that's where they are. Yeah, and you're, in the, and you're in the sweet spot to draft one of these guys. But Jerry will probably draft, like, fucking Devontae Smith or something. Draft another wide receiver. He's turning no, into the fucking Detroit Lions. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think that's... Yeah, I would love to see him on the Giants. Um, Denver. What to do in Denver? You got to get a new quarterback. Where are they drafting? Are they going to be able to Uh, take high enough to pick? Or do you make the trade up with Miami? Or do you draft, do you trade up with Miami to get into the third pick? to take whoever is the third best quarterback. Because that's really, if the Jets pass on fields or, you know, see, like if the Jets passed on Trasker Fields or the kid from Alabama. Denver's um, picking nice, by the way. Yeah, so they're right there on the cusp of getting one of these guys. You could, they could definitely move up because, you know, Philly's not drafting a quarterback. Huh. Hey, there you go. Trade for Jalen Hurts. Because, look, they, they, you know, last year they drafted, um, you know, they drafted Jerry Judy. They drafted the wide receivers. Philip Lindsay, if he can ever stay on the fucking football field, he's a good running back. They have a good line. Well, you just need a fucking not mediocre quarterback. 
I don't see Lindsey staying with the team. He's a free agent after this, well, this year. Um, but yeah, you're right. You got Judy. You got Sutton. You know, you got you got some good receivers there. The guys get from Penn State. Yeah, they're they're good. I wonder how much cap space they got because maybe this might be a good spot for a Dak or uh, making a trade for Stafford, something like that. Yeah, I think Stafford's you know, getting st- cut. You think he's going to get cut? Yeah. Well, that brings us to Detroit. Detroit's the next team. That's logical that you say that. So, Detroit, if it's not going to be Stafford, who are you going to put here? You're going to just draft. You're going to draft and you're going to rebuild and you're going to rebuild for the umpteenth time in my lifetime. So they got the seventh pick right now. Yeah, hopefully they, they fucking hire a good. Hire, hopefully their GM and their head coach hires are the fucking right ones for the first time, and God forbid, and God knows how long. Uh, I think what Houston's pretty set, right? We're not moving on from Watson. They're not moving on from Watson, but they don't have any draft capital to do anything anyway. So, yeah, no, Deshaun Watson's fine. I mean, yeah, you know, like, you know, I, I have to think they got to get him some weapons. Yeah, he's easily a top ten quarterback in this league. You mean weapons like uh, Hopkins? I think the problem there, other than the fact that it was Billy O'Stooge, but, I, you know, you're also – D-Hop, there was some stuff that came out of Arizona about D-Hop that I really didn't like. And you know what? When you, when you want your quarterback to be the guy, you know, just like the Giants had, you know, when Shockey and Tiki were yeah, talking Shockey. too much shit, you get rid of Shockey and Tiki. You know, and, and you, all right, Eli's our guy. Okay. Cool, everybody fall in line. Deshaun Watson's not a not a very vocal guy. D Hop was, and that to me you know, D Hop was sitting there threatening the media for talking shit about him. Like, fuck him. You know, he's a great player, but man, he fucking disappears a lot. He disappears. Well, he gets shut down by uh Lattimore. Yeah. Gilmore. Hey, you get shut down yep. by everybody. Green Bay. I think that yep. A.A. Ron is okay, right? I think they're pretty good with um, MVP Aaron Rodgers. Dude, I, I, I'm sorry. I have to say something. I might sound like an idiot, but I think Aaron Rodgers is overrated. He's not better than Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Nicole, yeah, I mean, he's what, close. What, what did the Colts do? Uh, did Philly remember the retirement or no? He's close. I think it's Matty Stafford. Well, you know, they can go a I number think of ways here. Cause, yeah, they can. Well, you, They're definitely bringing in you, somebody. Because you can go Darnold. You can go Stafford. You can go... Um, you can even I'm go not Wentz sold here. on... No, Wentz ain't going there. See, here's the it's problem logical. with Wentz. It's not logical. Don't get, just don't give the Frank Wright thing. The problem with Wentz is 
is he's a fucking sourpuss. It when you know when the shit hits the fan again, is he going to be able to pick himself up by the bootstraps? And he's yet to prove it. You know, like his first two years, like when he tore that knee up, man, he never fucking recovered from it. He well, never... I think it's logical. It, it goes, it goes more for, you know, it goes more than just Frank Wright. Because remember, you're in India instead of Philly, right. so the, the the fan base is first off when the fans oh, do come back. Oh no, you are not. You do not sell that Indianapolis Colt fan base short. Them motherfuckers booed the piss out of fucking Andrew Luck when he retired. They uh, look. I can say a lot well, of things well, they about that he, he gave up on them. Well, he did. All right. But you know what? Them Rust Belt people, you know, look, they are very, even when they sucked, they were there. You know, very hard to find a picture of a Colts fan with a bag on their head. Like the fucking Bungles uh-huh. and the Jets fans did. Yeah, no, they, they're going to have to go. Look, they're built to win now. You know, I yeah. So you need a now quarterback. You can't you can't go drafting a quarterback here. It has to be a, a now should, quarterback. If there's going to be a trade anywhere, Matt Stafford, they should be the ones to make the trade for Matt Stafford. Yeah, they can go a lot of ways here because you can even go uh, with Jimmy G on this team. No, Matt Stafford. You, Let me tell you, there is a reason why Pat McAfee. Not to make this sound like the Pat McAfee show. But there is a reason why Pat McAfee every fucking day talks about Matty Stafford coming to the Indianapolis Colts. And I really don't think that that's just, you know, talk radio conjecture. Because McAfee ain't that guy. You know, I think they're talking about Stafford that actually play with talent. Yeah. To play behind the line have, that is actually capable. And it's a defense play with actual that's really defense. good. You know, that's you know, if they keep T Y he's got a he's got a number one receiver. They got great running backs. You know, hey look, they, Indianapolis is ready to win again. And you know what? Hey, good for them. Maybe they can and, like erase the tarnish of that AFC finalist fucking banner they have. Listen, I'll tell you right now, I know they're seven-point underdogs, but I think they can beat Buffalo. I think they can. I think defense. I think they can run the football, and I think they can play defense. And listen, remember, Josh Allen is still a gunslinger. So he yeah, can like make Josh that Allen. mistake. I do, too. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. anything wrong. I'm just saying, you know, that might be uh, – Spoiler alert in terms of when we talk about the wild card weekend. Uh, yeah. Los Angeles Rams. I'm not sold on golf, but they're t- they're married to them. I'm not sold on golf, them. but there's a lot of money there, and they like golf, and golf is a man-day item. Right. So I would make a change, but, yeah, I'm not the Rams. Again, who are you bringing in that's better than golf? Well, you know, where do you rank golf among starting quarterbacks right now? I rank them between oh, yeah. 15 to 20. 
I wouldn't go top half. Well, 15 is top half. Well, I said 15 and 20. Even if you rank him at 15s and 16s, it's still, I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> Jacksonville, I guess that's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they they need a fucking quarterback upgrade, and they're not getting it. Has I, I go to something that David Pollock said on um, Monday morning on Dan Patrick's show, and it made me fucking think as soon as I heard it, have you ever seen Trevor Lawrence throw a pass across the middle? The answer is no. The NFL makes you throw across the middle. It will be interesting to see. But you figure that's where he's going, and you have to assume that he's going to be day one starter. Yeah, because you, you know, can't draft the number one overall and not play him. And Chad Khan's an idiot, right. so yeah, he's definitely going to play next day one. And I don't want to you know, talk about head coach openings right now, but if Urban Meyer's there, uh, let's go to Minnesota. No, Urban Meyer in the NFL. See, I, I, I don't think the problem is Kirk Cousins there. I really don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with Kirk Cousins. I think and it's just the fucking franchise mentality. It's a losing fucking yeah. franchise. I look at Kirk Cousins, and I you know, we just talked about Jared Goff. Yeah, they don't they don't excite me. It's a whole hum, you know. Yeah, he's in that mediocre Mitch area. Yeah, but you know you could do worse right, than Kirk up. Cousins. You can. Uh, you could be Kansas City. You're not moving no. on from Mahomes, and you're not. No. So New Orleans. What does New Orleans do? If Breeze does retire, I know they're over the cap. Let's exclude the cap right now, and let's talk about what quarterback would fit them. Jimmy G. Definitely Jimmy G. This might be a uh, Sam Darnold. If it could be. You, know, you 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 have to think like again. You know, we might as well just talk about the Jets now. I, I look at the Jets this way: Do you grade Justin Fields or Kyle Trask or whoever the fuck ahead of Sam Darnold? And if you do, you draft him. If you don't, you don't. But I think Donald would because actually probably look the best in New Orleans. Because I can see him being that timing type quarterback. Like, that's what he hasn't had with the Jets. Yeah. Nope. Like, he's had it, he hasn't had that opportunity. Nope. Have you ever seen Sam Donald throw across the middle? Well, did he do that uh, his first pass and he got taken to the house? Again. You ever seen him throw across the middle? That answer is no. Hmm. 
so again. That is interesting. Goddamn USC quarterbacks, just because they're on fucking television every week, does not mean that they're fucking good. Well, you can say the same thing about Ohio State quarterbacks. Eggs, fucking exactly. But here's the difference. Justin Fields, not an Ohio State quarterback. Yes, he played there, but he is an SEC quarterback. Georgia fucking should have never gotten rid of him. No. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Hey, look, Ohio State didn't think Joe Burrow was anything either. <laughs> that's, that's a Ryan Day issue. That's not anything more than that. All right, so you think Jimmy G is the best spot on the on the Saints? Uh, I think he could the be. Raiders. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think it's time to move on from Derek Carr. He may be crossing that 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 bridge into backup quarterback land. No, I think he's the perfect <laughs> guy for a change of scenery. That's so a guy who needs a change of scenery. If you move off a car, who's your quarterback? Well, Is this we, we all know Gruden doesn't. Has Gruden ever played well with young quarterbacks? Not really. So, yeah, there you go. I think right now, uh, I think Carr is his youngest quarterback. Yeah. And he doesn't play well with him. Next. New York Giants. That's a very interesting question. It's a first-round pick. I know you have five years on them. I'm at the point where I don't think Daniel Jones is an NFL starting quarterback. I think he has a very big problem with the greatest ability in sports, and that's availability. I think if one of those big quarterbacks fall in the draft, I think you draft him. Right, I'm, tra- I'm looking at the... Like if Mac Jones the, falls, um, you take him. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the mock draft right now. I'm on NFL... Or... You know, dot com, CBS Sports, and or, like they only have have Matt Jones in the top thirty, thirty two picks. Or, so, or, reaching at eleven, good. and was Matt Jones a great quarterback, or was he? These just have great talent. Well, that, that's the problem with drafting quarterbacks from. Clemson, Alabama right now. (laughs) 
So, okay, so would you say that this might be a good spot for upgrade, but with a backup quarterback, somebody that can push Daniel Jones? I think this is maybe <laughs> maybe get rid of a corner. This may be a good place for mediocre Mitch. I'll give you a guy who I think would work well in that system. Sean Clifford from Penn State. Not a high pick. Maybe. Right. Okay. I would enjoy Look, if Justin Fields was there, you take him in heart. Right. Um. But to me, I, I wouldn't invest a ton of draft capital on it. I would just draft right? I think every year you draft a quarterback until you find him. And like you said, maybe it pushes pushes Daniel Jones to actually learn how to hold on to the football. And which he, he has proven that, that ability, especially in the second half of this year. They did clean a lot of yeah. that up. Because you can Hands easily say the interception, right? The interception that he threw in Week 17, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, you know, it was. Yeah. Right, it was clearly Ingram. Which I don't know if I if I texted it to you, of the Giants' 12 interceptions this year, six were going to Ingram. Yeah. No, I uh, you didn't even text me. I knew it because I watched games. And that's a Pro Bowler. Um. You know, I, I think Mitch. I, I think you're right here. I think Mitch and Daniel head-to-head uh, competition. This might be a good spot for, Hell, for Mitch. That would have been a good place for Nick Foles this year. Hmm. But you see. Here's the thing, though. When you're grading out a backup quarterback, right, the biggest thing that a backup quarterback does is homework for the starting quarterback. You know, I've heard stuff like Peyton Manning would give his backup quarterbacks homework assignments, and it would be like scout – this week's opponent from, you know, let's say they're playing them in week 10, right? Usually you only scout like three games ahead because of the way the NFL is and, you know, guys getting hurt and stuff. But he would say, okay, go back to X, Y, and Z. Or if it was a team that was established, hey, I want you to watch – these five games from last year, and I want to know what their tendencies are. Yeah, and that's that, that's the true mark of a good backup. A good backup never wants to play. A good backup there for learning the other team. Jason Garrett was a great backup. Jason Garrett was a tremendous Frank, Frank Wright, great Frank backup. Frank Wright was a great backup. Yep. 
The Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I think they're set. Yeah. You? Eagles. <laughs> it's a mess. I think they need a new coach, but that's just me. So you're sticking with uh, Wincy? Yeah. He's broken. Miami. He's got to get somebody that can fix him. <sighs> Miami. What to do with Miami? Now, I also realize that Chan Gailey, who I never liked as an offensive coordinator, has just resigned. He's got to go. He's gone already. He he already resigned. Mm -hmm. So could Tua make a good jump into year two? And are you comfortable as a Miami Dolphin fan going into next year with a combo of Fitzmagic and Tua again? I don't think Fitzmagic's going to be there. I think that's the perfect spot for him. I think he should stay. I know he's been a journeyman, but... No, I have a better spot for him, but keep going. <laughs> All right, so we move to San Francisco. To me, they have a lot of money coming up on, on guys. Um, they're going to have to make a move. They're going to have to move on from him. That's a place they're they're built to win, so they're going to be in the market for, you know, Stafford or, you know, maybe convince Matt Ryan to renegotiate that deal, and the best success he had was with Kyle Shanahan. Would this be a good spot for Dak? I think Dak. I, I think Dak's going to just want too much money. Look, I, I look at it this way. If the Jets can make a move and bring in Dak Prescott, that would be a good move for the Jets. Because now you have a guy who is um, – let's fucking run. Um, you know, you have a guy who's established, you know. I think the Jets are going to have – the Jets are the Jets going to hire a first-time head coach? Well, then you've got to give him some, you got to give him some help. You know, I, I wouldn't. If I'm a first-time head coach, I don't want a rookie quarterback. We're not the Jets yet. We're in New England now. Next. Um, no, they definitely need a quarterback upgrade. I think it proved this year Stidham's not the guy. I think it proved. Brian Hoyer is going to be a hell of a quarterbacks coach. He's uh, just they can groom him. To, you can groom him to be a, an OC, and uh, you know uh, Hoyer's a good soldier. Hoyer is the perfect backup. But who's your starter? That, my friend, is a question. They have money to spend. Could it be Derek Carr? I think Derek Carr and Bill Belichick would be a great marriage. Yep. Could it be Derek Carr? 
could it be um I don't know if Matt Stafford would go there. New England definitely has money to spend, and they have holes to fill. Um, if I'm New England, my it, ideal quarterback room for next year is Carr and Fitzmagic. That is my perfect back. Uh, that's, I, that see, is my where I was going to go. Okay, so where I was going to go with with Fitzmagic, if that's your if you're going to do that route. Right. In that respect, I would go Fitzmagic and who? Uh, Ian Book. Like okay. Well, you can still draft him later on, and carries three quarterbacks on on the roster. I'm not saying you couldn't. But like, I, don't think I, I, I was going to draft a quarterback and then bring in because I love the Derek Carr aspect. I think that is, and you take a chance on him like the way you took a chance on Cam Newton. <clears throat> you know, yeah. you give him a, a two-year deal that's really a one-year deal with incentives, and you let him rebuild his uh, value. Uh, look to get an offensive upgrade in terms of that receiver in the draft, and. You get yourself or, a prospect. See, like, here's the thing that to, I think New to, England can do. To work. At 15, I think they should draft um, either Pitts or Fryermuth. I wonder if Pitts you is going to last there. That, remember, it, yeah, it's a copycat league, and the way the tight ends have been exploding, everybody wants that tight end, and he's a top tight end. Is he going to last? Yeah, but here's the but what I'm saying, yeah, but you got seven teams that are picking in the top ten any quarterbacks. You know, so like you're still going to have to draft quarterbacks. It's still you still have to draft quarterbacks, and teams are going to draft quarterbacks. It's just the way it is. There's not going to be seven quarterbacks taken in, in, in the top ten. There could be in the top fourteen. There definitely could be. <laughs> I mean, pull up the draft order. It's possible. It's greatly possible that that many quarterbacks are drafted early. Just because you have a lot of teams that are picking that early that need them. And and you don't know who after them make the play and move up. You know, this is one of the most intriguing drafts because of the teams that are in the top, 15. Like, New England hasn't drafted this high since, like, 2001. Since the 2000 draft. The two, yeah, the 2001 draft. Like, they, they've never picked this high on their own pick. Like, yes, they've had years where, like, you know, Belichick trades out of the first round and trades with somebody, lo and behold, he gets fucking the 10th overall pick or something. Like, he's done that. And then actually made the pick, which fucking made me, like, you know, start going, like, fucking Sanford, you know. Glory, I'm coming for you. Uh-huh. But, yeah, no, that, that, that's, a, that's a distinct possibility. But there there's teams up there. Like, I don't think New England's drafting a quarterback that high only because of how much money they have available to them. 
to spend. And, I, and if I'm them, I'd probably – I would go one of the two tight ends, either Pitts. Pitts, to me, is Gronk 2.0. Right. Right. Friar move to me is, is 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 baby Gronk, you know. There's a guy who I think can grow into Gronk. Pitts is already there. Pitts is a fucking stud. No, it, it, it's he is definitely Gronk 2.0. It's it's uncanny that they are the same player. Yeah, he's to me Pitts is like a guy. It, it's like. Tony Gonzalez, Gronk, Kelsey, like, fucking, like, they all put their sperm in the, like, one fucking chick, and they out came fucking Kyle Pitts. Like, it is just <laughs> fucking ungodly what that kid can do, because he's a fucking massive individual. Massive. He is a big motherfucker. And he can run like lightning. Seattle. I mean, you think about it, Russ is in his, what, ninth or tenth year? I don't think Russ is going anywhere. Yeah, he still is. But, you know, know, at some point, you've got to start thinking, like, he's going to go along in a tooth. But, like Eli, he's always available. And he, he put up MVP. You know, he's never won an MVP. However... There's yeah, a reason especially why. Especially if you play fantasy, you know, you know he always puts up the points with fantasy. Um, but, here's, but here's the problem with him. You know, he's a guy, and, and, I, and, I've said that, and I've said it this year, there's bad rust season. There's a reason why we've named it that, because there's that time of the year where rust goes to shit. And it's always down the stretch. And... Like, to be honest with you, right now, like, you're looking at it like I am less worried about their defense than I am worried about their offense. Like, I think their defense is fine. Their offense is the drizzling shits right now. I don't know. Well, you're definitely not moving off from, from with the money and – you know, oh, you're, not, you're definitely ready. not moving on from him. Look, I'm not saying you would ever move on from Russ yeah. until Russ is ready to move on from you. But I, I could definitely, you know, I, I, you know, I definitely wouldn't. But you know, it's, he, he's fucking, he's not a big guy, you know. And again, he's a guy who, you know, has interests outside of football. And and he's he gonna just wake up one morning and go, fuck, what am I getting hit for? I can believe that. You know, maybe Seattle turns him into fucking... God damn, I feel like we've talked about them twice. Um, Or I've wanted to talk about them twice. Um, I think it's hard. You're starting over... Look, this is... In the last 10 years, you're starting over again for the fourth time. This is the fourth time you're starting over. So, you know, one guy had Sam, you know, so it's like you're always starting over the new quarterback. I mean, like, this is the third time they're going to be drafting a quarterback high um, yep. in the draft. Um, 
you know, like I said before, uh, who is uh, my first question for the Jets is going to be, who is your head coach? Because if your head coach isn't a guy who's done this before, do you want a do you want your first head coaching job to have a rookie quarterback attached to it in an organization that does not give that ha, there's no room for error in? Like so, you look at the New York Football Jets, and I I say this, you know. Who the fuck's going to be dumb enough to take this job? It's a terrible So we're going to talk job. about this after this. And we're going to yeah. talk about the head coach openings. But this is a great spot to talk okay. about. You're talking about it. So, you know what? I know we've said put your best quarterback here. Put your pair. Give, give me your head coach and oh, your quarterback combo on this for this pick. Ooh. Because my, you, you know, know here's, the, be. here's the one thing. Oh, I know what it is, but it's not because he's already got an extension from Michigan. That doesn't mean anything, you know, with college head coaches. Yes, it does. But yes, it does. It, it does my, when it's my a ideal pair is going to be Harbaugh and Darnold. That's what I see the Jets going. But you can give your opinion. I I don't know who the fuck. My thing with the Jets is I don't know who the fucking I, Billy O'Stooge. <laughs> and then he'll be number two pick for, for for a can of magic. No, because he's not going to be the GM. But he's not going to be the GM here. That that's the difference. Like he's just going to football coach. And, and let me tell you, I know guys. You know, we had a really good friend of the show back when we did the show back in the day, that played for Billy O. Stooge at Penn State, and. He said he's never seen a room commanded the way Billy O'Brien did. Billy O'Brien got embarrassed, undressed, whatever you want to fucking say it this year. Um, you know, look, Houston's not an easy place to fucking win. Yep. You know, so, and he's done it with an idiot for an owner. So I kind of look at it and go, I think Bill O'Brien would be perfect for the Jets. I mean, hell, I think he had people convinced Christian Hackenberg was a good fucking quarterback. You know, he has the Mike McCarthy stink on him right now. And I know that um, no. the report came no, out the other no, day that – not even the same that, thing. That, it's not even the same well, thing. I think I think it is. <laughs> I think he needs a year no. away. <clears throat> and Saban is talking about him or Gase as new OC in Alabama. Yeah, and why is that? I don't think who's trying to get him that job. Well, Saban, right? Who's trying to get him that job there? Belichick. Oh, Belichick right. is trying to get him that job. Belichick is trying to get Adam Gase that job. Bill Belichick legitimately spent part of his press conference last week telling the world that how good of a coach Adam Gase is. Right? Belichick's not sticking his neck out for guys he doesn't think are fucking worth the shit. He thinks that both of these guys 
could quite possibly be good head coaches. I think Billy has. Mind you, Billy. Ha- Listen, Billy has proven to be a good head coach. You know, Houston was always in it you know, up until this year. You know, you said it. You know, it's, they've been a good team. Where did he go wrong? Yeah. When he became the GM. So. When he wanted to become Belichick is where it went wrong. You know, yeah. and, and this is, in my opinion, Angel, this is the problem that all these guys off the Belichick tree, granted, except for Joe Judge and Brian Flores, and Flores. they right. saw the, the, the problems that the other guys had, Josh included, and look, Judge and and um, Beefla were around Josh McDaniels. You know, I'm sure they talked extensively about, hey, what would you do right? What would you do over if you did it? You know, and I've heard like Josh has talked about this. Like he's told these guys, hey, go in and be yourself. The guy you're working for can do what he does because he's he's that dude. Any chance Josh no, like comes he, to the Jets? No. I, look, you, you want to talk about the Mike McCarthy stink. Josh McDaniels, for some reason, has the Mike McCarthy stink this year. Ain't nobody talking about Josh. And I think Josh is happy with it. <clears throat> well, I think that's because of what he pulled in Indianapolis. That's why he had No, because he still had opportunities. He still had, he still had offers. Look, here's the problem, and and I got this on good authority because, you know, doing the show as long as I did, I have friends that work in the media up there. Josh was not given any access, or they told him they weren't giving him any access to Andrew Locke's medical until after he took the job. Right? So that was why Josh left there. And when Josh has gone other places to interview, he's basically said, look, I didn't take that job. I backed out because, you know, I was hearing the same shit everybody else was hearing about fucking Andrew Luck. And he wanted, he didn't want that stink on him. Right now, looks like a great fucking move on his part, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. Because you know, Frank Wright has been winning out there. Yeah, but here's you know, the Frank, thing, though. Yeah, the Frank Wright got kicked over dope. by Andrew Luck last year. Right? Like, here's the thing. There's the difference between Frank and Josh. Frank, Josh has already had a job and lost it. Frank Wright never had a job right. before. So if Josh goes in there and they start losing... Josh is like, oh, shit, I'm out of a job. Josh could have been out of a job early. So, you know, Josh, you know, and let's not forget, Josh is tied to hip to Tom. And right now, Josh has to prove that it wasn't Tom it was, you know, he was part of the reason why Tom was so great, which he is. 
You know, I mean, you really think about it, like, of all the OCs that Tom's played with, Josh has been there the fucking longest, right? Like, you know, Charlie Weiss was there, but fucking Josh was there for fucking ever. I still well, think Josh, Josh was there when, when he took if, off. You know, when Weiss was the OC, you know, Brady was more of a game manager. You know, when McDaniels came in, well, well, when the he fact took that, over. And, and Josh was... Josh was a well, Josh was an offensive assistant then too, but right. you know here's the thing like I I still will go back to this fact, and I and I will take this this statement to my grave and you may not like it. If Josh calls the Super Bowl Super Bowl forty six, the Patriots win that game going away. The fact that they let Billy O. Stooge, who was already at Penn State, the fact that they let him call that game is the reason they lost that game. That's the simplest fact. Belichick's biggest mistake in that game was letting a guy who really wasn't there, who was really at Penn State a week and a half leading up to that fucking Super Bowl, interviewing and doing all that shit, because signing days, what, two days after the fucking Super Bowl, Josh, Josh should have called that game. And and Belichick will be the and I know Belichick will. It's kind of why you know Josh is still there. I mean, Josh has put together some of the best fucking Super Bowl game game plans I've ever fucking seen. Josh is really good at it. <clears throat> and and yeah, I, I totally know. For a fact that Josh was not happy with the fucking game plan that they put in for the Giants Super Bowl, because he was like sitting there going, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here?" And Bill O'Brien would not listen to him. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Basically, he was like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" To the point where Tom was like, "Not." Tom was picking up the phone, not talking to Bob. He was talking to Josh. Well, no. Josh is Josh is definitely hanging out in New England as long as he fucking can because he knows it's his fucking job. Because Mr. Kraft loves him. I mean, why right, else so we got Josh 18 minutes left. And we got yeah. the last four teams to go to. Okay. Tampa Bay. I mean, you think we'll start having to start worrying about a secession plan? Right. What are you going to do? Next year when Tom's gone. After next year when Tom's gone. Right, because you figure he ha- he's going to at least be next year. Yeah. You know, same thing. Uh, same thing's going to go with the next team, Pittsburgh. Even though I think Pittsburgh needs a succession for this year. Pittsburgh needs a succession plan. Because um, I don't know how much longer Ben really wants to play. Like, you know... <laughs> Ben's starting to talk about it again. Right. These two you teams know. are interchangeable, so that, that's why I pulled it up right now. So the two best backups yeah. for this for this would be a young guy, um, maybe a, a second or third-round pick. I'm oh, sorry? Yeah, I mean, because really, if you think about it, like, that's the best they're going to be able to do, you know. Um you know, unless somebody fucking wows everybody and like come like you know maybe Matt uh, maybe that's where 
that late, maybe that's if, you know, depending on how late Pittsburgh drifts and uh, depending on how far down Tampa drifts, maybe that's when you start looking at fucking Mac Jones. Like that, that that would be to me the, the best fucking idea in either one of those teams. Like cause, you know, you're getting a guy, you know, all right, hey, you know, I mean, for Mac Jones, who the fuck do you want to learn from? I, I, I look I, to me personally. If Tampa doesn't make the NFC Championship game, I don't care if they fucking go into Green Bay. Um, I don't think they're going to. I, I think there's a chance that, you know, one of the other two fucking, you know, there's at least one upset. Um, maybe, maybe the three feet. Um, maybe, maybe Seattle. Um, uh, Relax. I think if Tampa doesn't at least get, I think if Tampa doesn't go to the NFC Championship game, I think at least. Byron Leftwich is looking for a fucking job. And I think, you know, Arians isn't far behind that. I, I think that's a little bit of a shame because... No. You know, I think it's Bruce not. Arians it's not. is more of the culprit there than Leftwich. No, it's 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 Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich is an idiot. He's a terrible fucking coach. Let me, let, let me be fucking perfectly honest about that. He's an idiot. Neither one of those guys know how to make adjustments at halftime. I can't wait until you start finding out that Tom's pulling guys aside and going, um, yeah, this is what I'm seeing. And I, yeah, I, I think I kind of know this game a little bit better than fucking we are Marshall over there. You know, the guy who I used to fucking curb stomp every time we played them. Yeah. Next. <clears throat> the Washington football team. Cam Newton. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And Shefty, which Shefty said today on the Great Hill Morning Show up on WEI, that kind of makes me start to fucking scratch my head and go, hmm, maybe Alex Smith is done after this year. I know that I know the Redskins owe Alex Smith a lot of money. Um. But legitimately, but I think at, at this point, at this point, it's not really guaranteed money, though. And the fact he's playing with the and, and he's playing with the house's money now. Like, right. I, I, it's a great story. I'm sure his wife is going to be like, I can't do this again. And, and you know what? Cool. You know, hey, thanks, thanks, honey. I loved it. I love the fact that I got to play again. Okay, I'm coming home. Uh, yeah, I'm going out on my terms. Yeah, and that's what I think it is. I, I think legitimately he'll go out on his terms. You know, obviously Daniel Snyder is going to be nowhere near the fucking draft room when it comes to drafting the quarterback because he's the one that fucking drafted Dewey, Dewey Haskins, who was an unmitigated fucking disaster in the NFL, which I knew was going to be a fucking unmitigated disaster so he fucking drafted him. You know, Giant fans should be thanking their lucky stars that fucking Dave Gettleman did not listen to fucking Maggie Gray. I agree, 100%. Uh, I think you got to go to the uh, here because you, you I think this is a great spot I think for you Cam. Cam. I think you go for Cam for two years. I think it's great for Cam. Um, look, Ron Rivera loves Cam. Um, I, I, I know people that know Ron 
um, you know, and, and they've told me that he, he absolutely loves him. So. But you're gonna have to get yeah, a young he, kid he, on this uh, on this as well, because you know by going with Cam, I, I don't which, know if you need a young yeah, kid there. Look, look, if Ron, I don't know if you get a young kid there. I think if Ron builds the system well enough, Cam doesn't want to be a backup, right? Like Cam's already said that he doesn't want to be a backup. Well, he's not going to be a backup there. You know, um, right. I I I think that it's a good place for Cam. He doesn't have to be the offense. Like that's the problem with New England. Like when they had Jules, at least Jules um, takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback because he makes a lot of like Jules makes makes catches um, that Nikhil Harry can't. You know, and because well, Nikhil Harry can't catch. Good job, Herm, on that one. Herm, so Herm's the one that sold that to Belichick. <laughs> Um, you know, he's a good player. No, he wasn't. Um, but Nikhil Harris sucks. Um, but no, I, I, I think with the amount of talent in Washington, I think, you know, I, I think Cam could easily go in there, start, you know, win eight games, you know, I, Granted, yes, she won the division this year and stuff, but you know, you—they really were helped out by when they played teams. Yeah. Like they played teams when they were fucking—they played the same teams that the Giants played. The Giants got them when they were fucking healthy and not unmitigated disasters. They got them when they were fucking mitigated disasters. Um. So there, there's that. Next. Last name on the list is Tennessee. No, I, I think Tannehill's perfect there. I think I, I think that offense runs through Derrick Henry. I, Tannehill is a fucking ball hander offer. And you know, and, 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 and look, he doesn't suck. You know, he he's definitely look good there. Mike Vrabel's another guy from the Belichick tree who did it his way. You know, cat who's sitting there saying he cut off his dick to win the Super Bowl. Cool for fuck yeah, that's what you want, you know. But like Tannehill, Tannehill's gonna go and look, and he's got huge wide receivers. They got a lot of talent. I was worried about them when they lost Taylor Luan early in the se- you know, in the middle of the season, and they kind of like, you know, they weren't great. <clears throat> but um, no, I, fucking Derek, you got a running back and run for four thousand, two thousand fucking yards. And account for twenty five hundred yards of offense. Fuck, I could be the quarterback there. Yeah, but the one negative thing about that is next year. Usually, once you hit the two thousand yard mark. Yeah, but Derrick Henry. Not good. Derrick Henry's not. Yeah, but those other guys that hit the two thousand yards, they were all fucking shrimps. They were all little guys. You know, like CJ two K. He wasn't a big guy. You know. He, Derrick Henry, he's a fucking mutter, dude. Like, he, he just fucking, he beats the piss out of you. And, and he, you know, like, look, he, he was basically redshirted his first couple of years in the NFL. Like everybody thought he was a fucking bust. And then all of a sudden, it's like, 
Oh, shit. No, that, that's exactly what happened with Lynch, though. No, yeah, Lynch's Lynch had, had, had the fact to... that he was drafted by Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, mafia. great running backs on shitty teams mean nothing. Great running backs on good teams actually do something because at the end of the day, they're not the fucking, you know, they're bell cow backs. Like, I, if I were the Patriots, I would have drafted Nick Chubb and not drafted Sony Michelle. Granted, Sony Michelle has won a Super Bowl with them. You know, he scored the only touchdown in that Super Bowl they won. Longevity-wise, it was Sony. It would be Nick Chubb because he's a bigger back. Sony's, you know, off injured, and he's like the he's like PlayStation One. You got to fucking put it upside down so it actually works. Good callback. All right. So we got six minutes left. Uh, you want to want to go through Wild Card Saturday? Tell me who you got. Um. Yeah. Um, Colts. Colts. Bills. Bills by six and a half. Who you got? I got the Colts to cover. I don't know if they're going to win the game, but I know. I think I know they're going to cover. And fitting for Philly ribs to, you know, Philly. If this is going to be it for Philly ribs. How great would it be if he just went to take a playoff game? Yeah, I see this being a, a close game. I don't, I don't see the six and a half. Yeah, I definitely see it less No, than I don't that. either. That, um, that, to me, that's all recency bias. That's the way they beat up on the Fish. It's the way they beat up on New England. It, it, that's all that is, in my opinion. It's, it's recency bias. They've been fucking kicking ass and taking names the last couple weeks. Did Buffalo peak too early? I don't know. We'll find out. But I think losing Cole Beasley is going to hurt them in the playoffs. Oh, big time. Because he's hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know. Is he Rams 100%? The fucking who Minus cares? Three. Is Jared Goff playing? They don't know yet. Doesn't that – the fact that Goff isn't playing yet and nobody knows it, doesn't a minus three there – really start to make you question what the fuck? Like, to me, I, I, I see that line, I start asking questions. What the fuck did it like say? Why the fuck is this line so low? Um, right, because it, it's like, it's a pickle. It's a pickle when it's starting quarterback. Yeah, is even playing for, well, it's hurt for Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, he's got fucking nine fingers. He doesn't have a thumb. I mean, Granted, yes, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl without a fucking thumb, but, you know, um, thanks, Rich Burkett. But, yeah, Jared Goff ain't Tom Brady. And, um, yeah, I just don't know. That that game to me feels weird. It's in Seattle. If the fans were there, it would be a different story. I'm taking Russ regardless. You know, with golf or with all whoever he is. See, but here's you know, the thing: like, it's hard for me to pick against. If the you're gonna, if they're gonna play that close to the vest, and you don't know if golf's gonna play, and the fact that they're even talking about golf playing means that they have to prepare for Jared Goff, right? Sean McVay. You know what? I don't like it. I'm gonna fucking take. I'm gonna take the fucking Rams here. 
Their defensive line is fucking ridiculous. They could they got play. Yeah, you know what? Their defense is better than the fucking Seahawks offense. And you know, Russ is just not. Russ looks off. I think. I mean, they should have lost the fucking. They almost lost to the fucking Niners on Sunday, and the Niners played nobody. Like that, they needed two late touchdowns to come back and win that game. Like they ain't gonna fucking do that to fucking Aaron Donald. Now fuck that. There's a reason why that's a three. Like, I would love, I would love to have the money report as of right now. I mean, this is Wednesday, but I would love to see where the money is right now. Like, are the tickets one way and then the money's another way? That's what I would love to see in that game. All right, Where's Tampa all Bay, Washington. Fuck it, Tampa Bay is minus eight. Dog walk them. Tampa Bay wins that game by fifteen points. At least. I don't care about the fucking Washington Redskins fucking defensive line. Them guys are playing Tom fucking Brady on a Saturday night in the playoffs. Fucking dog walk that game. You're going to be turning that game off wishing there was fucking hockey on. You're playing Tom Brady... In prime time in the playoffs. Yep. I, I might have to agree with you. I'm going to take the eight uh, with the Bucks. Sunday. Fucking, I, dude, I already more. took that one. I already bought 14 points. I bought up six points in that game. I got Tampa Bay at Jesus. 14. I've seen the Saturday. I, look, I've seen the Saturday night Tom Brady fucking playoff game. Last year was a fucking aberration. And by the way, if they had anybody on that team that could fucking catch last year, they would have fucking won that game. And they would have been the worst Patriot team to move on in the playoffs. Granted. But they're going to fucking... Great story, the fucking the Redskins. They are going to fucking dog walk that team. That game's not going to be close. You're going to turn the game off at halftime. I can't wait to listen to Tariko and Dungy, whatever the fuck they're going to be talking about in the second half. They'll be talking about Notre Dame football or something. All right, we got a minute to go. Sunday, mm-hmm. Baltimore, Tennessee. Three and a half for Baltimore. Tennessee. Yeah, I'm on that one too. I like Tennessee at home. Uh, Chicago. Tennessee straight up. I can't Saints. believe they're three point fit. I can't believe they're three point dogs at home. Um, Bears and Saints. Minus 10. That's the Nickelodeon game. That's the Nickelodeon game, right? I think so. I am watching that game. I am watching that game on Nickelodeon. I can't wait to see SpongeBob the fucking sideline reporter. Fitting for mediocre match. You taking the 10 points or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kamara That's the question. Yeah. But he should be cleared from COVID for that game. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. They played that game. They moved that game to Sunday so he could be cleared for COVID. I'm actually going to take the Bears. Not to win outright, but to cover the 10. Yeah. And then the last game is Cleveland and Steelers. Steelers minus six. I'm there no way in hell on this put... one. I'm not because Cleveland, look, Stefanski is – Stefanski's not going to be there. 
great story, Cleveland. Cleveland. Here's one of those things like I don't think Vernon. I don't think Olivier Vernon's playing. I think I heard that today. Like they have guys not playing because of COVID. Yeah, there shouldn't even be a line for that game. That game actually should be off. You know what? I get, I get it. Especially with the Stefanski uh, point of view. However, mm-hmm. that running game is legitimate. I think Baker okay. has so here's definitely. The thing. They played that. They played them last week with Stefanski, and that was a six-point game. That was a two-point game with fucking Mason fucking Rudolph at quarterback. Ben yeah, but how to much me that was, was the, the defense? The offense ben is rolling to me account. Yeah, but Ben to me accounts for seven points. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm discounting I'm going off the last, Ben too much. I'm going off the last half of football I saw Ben play, and that was that Colts game, and they fucking just came out and fucking shit on them in that second half. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't – I got no faith in the Steelers. I don't either, but I have less faith in the – Cleveland Browns. They're, to me, a team that's happy to be there. And when teams are happy to be there in the playoffs, look, next year, I would take Cleveland in a heartbeat. Cleveland has everybody. i take Cleveland in a heartbeat. But I saw Cleveland lose to the Jets two weeks ago. Enough fucking said. I don't know. I, I think I, I am. Like, I hear exactly what you're saying. And I think the the fancy thing is a big thing. I think they have what it takes right now. Yeah, but I think look how bad the Giants were right now. But think about this: look how bad the Giants were without Jason Garrett. That one game, they were a steaming pile of dog shit on offense. Alex Van Pelt is calling plays. Yeah, fucking spare me. Yeah, no. Uh, there was a year, the Colts, I think the Colts lost Bruce Arians. They were scoring like 25 points a game or something. They lost Bruce Arians like the morning of a playoff game. He went to the hospital. They wound up mustering nine points. It's a big fucking deal. People don't realize how big of a deal it is to lose your play caller because your play caller can calm down your quarterback when you need him to. It's a big deal. Unless he's sitting at home doing it, then that's fucking cool too. But you know, he's not making the adjustments. You know, Baker doesn't have a familiar voice in his ear. It's not the same cadence. I bet you they take a couple fucking delay a game penalties. That I can see happening too. I'm telling you, play callers are a big fucking deal. And it's like, you know, you need – because Stefanski wanted to have Van Pelt call games in the preseason, and it didn't happen. And now 
Baker doesn't have that voice in his helmet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear that, but yeah, I, I still believe in Cleveland a lot more than I believe in Pittsburgh, so this will definitely be a game that we differ on. It looks like we agree on Sunday. I mean, on Saturday, but we disagree on Sunday games a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still fun to agree with me. I mean, more people should because you'd actually learn something if you listen. But no, I, <laughs> I, I think I know, pretty, I know football pretty well. Next week, hockey hockey centric show. We'll talk about football. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Actually, we could do two shows. You know what? Let's do two shows next week. We'll do a hockey preview on one of them, and we'll do so, a football show. Night is what the thirteenth or the fifteenth? Is Wednesday? No, it's the thirteenth. It's Wednesday. So let's do this. Let's let's. For everybody that listens now, that listens on the podcast, you'll have our, our my fucking great gravelly voice by that point. You know, um, we'll do a show Monday. You cool with that? We'll break down football Monday. Yeah, that'll we'll be good for me. Tuesday. Yeah, we'll do yeah. hockey Tuesday. You no, know, because right, well, um, that sounds good. As my wife has learned, nobody calls me on my ride home when I'm listening on the Vegas Golden Knights radio network. I don't talk to anybody. All right, then. We'll see you on Monday. With her. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. All right, bud. Later. All right. Later.